welcome to the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids Bucket Emptying Episodes. I'm your host, Dr. Mary Han, psychologist, parenting expert and author of the How Not to Screw Up Your Kids. So let me check my book for the first bucket emptying episode and question. So we have, how can I make separations easier for my child? For instance, when being dropped at school, friends, etc. Ah, this is a really interesting one. So let's just start with just some general updates of knowledge if we need it, but just some context in terms of why we have separation anxiety. So separation anxiety is really normal. If we think about it from an adaptive human evolution and species, it makes absolute sense for our young, our children, to be wary um, of being separated from us. We are their secure base. We are how they explore their environment, learn, acquire knowledge so that they can then become independent. So it is a natural and normal thing. However, some children find it more difficult than others. So separation anxiety typically begins to show up around sort of eight months. It's when children begin to get that concept of themselves being separate to us. So when we've got tiny babies, they their view of the world is basically out of sight, out of mind. So we're not with them. They're not thinking about us or they're not aware that we exist beyond that. But around eight months, remember the dangers of looking at very specific. So it will be very different for different children. It may show up at six months. It might not show up until 10 months. But around that time, they then get this concept of what we call object permanence, that objects and things exist even though I can't see them and I'm not. they're not with me in that moment. And that's where we get children then get separation let's face it quite often for us as women when we return to work after maternity leave it can often coincide with that time so our heart is monumentally wrenched we are filled with a supreme amount of guilt and we tend to kind of attribute it to the fact that we've gone back to work it really isn't it is a natural part and some children then up find it much more difficult to navigate you typical you'd expect children to be like that as they're first starting school or situations that they're not equipped with, they're not knowledgeable about. Some children find new situations really difficult. And when they're separated from us, because we're their comfort blanket and their security, then it can make those sort of situations challenging. So I think it's important that we understand the context of adding layers of guilt to us and thinking that we're bad parents because of that. So we need to understand that as the first port of call. And then when we've got children who find these situations challenging, there are a couple of things that we can do. The first thing I would say is children are much more likely to do what they see than what we say. So if we are already feeling pretty anxious about the situation, not the situation that we're putting our children in, but we're worrying that little Sophie, little Jack, little George, Andy is going to get upset and nervous and we know they don't like being separated from us. It's palpable. Children can pick up on this much in the same way as, you know, when our children fall over and they've grazed their knee and the first thing they do is to look at us. And when, when we're smiling, we're giving them that there's no need to worry. They generally don't cry. But if we do that horrified, like, oh, my goodness me, then they're much more likely to get upset. So I think there's an element of really, first of all, we need to check in. If we're feeling anxious about that situation, we just need to be aware of that for a start. And then we need to manage our own 
stress and anxiety. So if it's guilt because we're dropping off our child at school and they're going into breakfast club because we need to get to work early and we're feeling awful about that. Maybe they're going to nursery and we're dropping them off 7am, 6am and we feel like we're a rubbish parent that we have to do that. Or we're dropping them off at a birthday party and we need to scoot off. Whatever it might be, we need to keep our own anxiety in check and have a conversation with ourselves in advance. Not that we want to dismiss their emotions. Of course we don't. It's really important that we validate how they feel and talk about it. But I think as a first thing, we need to start with, you know, it's a whole oxygen mask, but it's about checking in and making sure that we're managing ourselves first. So that's the first thing I would say. The second part of it is if we've got a child at a stage where we can have a conversation, is being able to talk to them about what it is that they feel particularly anxious about, that they're getting particularly upset about being separated. So is it that actually it's not that I'm being separated from you, but you're putting me in a situation that I feel uncomfortable and not particularly confident because it's not a situation that I know very well. That's what's causing it. And then we're not there to help as that kind of safety blanket and that scaffolding. It could be that actually their anxiety is much more about something bad happening to us when we're not with them. So we, it's if we've got a child who can communicate to some level, it's about working out what that issue is by asking probing questions. I can see, I've noticed that you get really upset when I drop you off at school. And you know it's something that we do every day and you know that you're always picked up and then you come home. But I can see that that's really causing you a lot of upset. And I wonder what it is about saying goodbye that you find difficult. Or I've noticed that um, going to this particular after school activity is really difficult or going to spend time at your grandparents is really difficult. Whatever it might be, we can approach it from that. I've noticed that and really try and meet them where they're at in terms of an acknowledgement that for them that feels really scary and try and ask some questions about what is it that is creating that. If we've got younger children or children who don't have that ability to do that in a reflective piece and be able to say what's causing that issue, we've got to kind of take a, a reasonable guesstimate and then we can say, look, I've noticed that you get really upset going into school and you can be quite tearful and it, it must feel really awful that you're going to be away and because you're, you're, you're missing me or you're wondering what I'm going to do. This can often happen where we've got siblings, younger siblings. They can often, the separation anxiety is related to, you're going to be doing fun stuff with my sibling and that that's where the separation is coming from. So, you know, we can potentially put suggestions for why we think that that's happening and then speak to them about it on that basis. I understand that that's how you might feel. And of course, you probably think that your brother and I are up to all sorts of exciting things. But really what happens is I, we go home and I do some work and then they have to have a nap. Um, but also, you're not trying to play down, if it is related to siblings, you're not trying to play down or diminish the time that you spend with them. You're being real. And then you also want to impart the notion that actually you were once also 18 months and I used to spend time with you. It's just a different age and stage that you're at. You're now at school and that this is what's happening. So I think the first thing is about making sure that we address our anxiety so we don't project that on and it doesn't kind of diffuse through contagion to our children. The second is about really trying to understand the reason why our child might be feeling particularly anxious about that about that separation. 
And then the third thing is about role play. Practice. Discuss how it's going to be. What can we do to make it easier when we separate? Let's practice that. What are the things that can help? And it might be that you have a gradual withdrawal. So if you've got a child who's struggling um, to go into school or is getting very upset when you go into school, you can have maybe a transitioned removal of yourself. So you practice going in together into the classroom, hand them to the teacher and then you say goodbye. It may be once you've practiced that a little while, you walk to the classroom door and then you say goodbye and then you transition to the cloakroom and then you say goodbye. Then you might transition into the playground. You know, it's about just helping them practice, but also role playing. You know, it's it's great fun. And the whole idea is these are skills that we acquire and we only acquire them by practicing them and we can practice them at home. So role play but role play both ways so role play where you're the child and your child is the adult and the parent and the other way around because actually what can really reinforce these strategies and moving forward with it is your child almost paraphrasing and going through the specific things that you're going to do and that helps to kind of embed that knowledge and builds that confidence in terms of what they need to do so those are my three top tips in terms of that so I hope that you have found that useful and um, particularly if you've been dealing with that it really does pull at the heartstrings so hopefully you'll find that useful and if you have enjoyed this episode if you've enjoying the podcast I would be so so grateful if you could rate review and follow this podcast so that others can find us and we can spread the love. So until next time. Bye.